Is it ready? My computer? Yeah, it's ready. In Alhamdulillah, Nahmedu, when a stain who when a stove hero, when I will be lahim in Shururi and Fusina was a year at the Amalina, when you did Hilla who fell a mobilella, when you will fell a hadiella, was Hedwala illa illa law who Shari Today then we arrive at Suratul Ghashiyah and here it is said Hal ataka hadithul ghashiyah wujuhu yawma idhin khashi'ah amilatun nasibah tasla naran hamiyah tusqa min aynin aniyah laysa lahum tu'amun illa min dhari'ah La yusminu wa la yughni min ju'a. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Has there come to you the narration of the overwhelming? Has there come to you the narration of the overwhelming? Meaning the day of resurrection. Some faces, some faces that day will be humiliated in the hellfire, i.e. the faces of all the disbelievers, Jews and Christians, laboring, weary, they will enter into the hot blazing fire, They will be given to drink from a boiling spring. No food will there be for them, but a poisonous thorny plant, which will neither nourish nor avail against hunger. So in the first ayah, هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْغَاشِيَةِ Has there come to you the narration of the overwhelming, meaning the day of resurrection? يَجُوزُ أَنْ يَكُونَ الْخِطَابُ مُوَجَّهٌ لِلرَّسُولِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ وَحْدَهُ وَأُمَّتَهُ تَأَتَبَعًا لَهُ It is possible that this ayah is addressing the Prophet ﷺ specifically, but then the rest of the Ummah is being addressed following on from that, following on from the Prophet ﷺ. وَيَجُوزُ أَنْ يَكُونَ عَامًا لِكُلِّ مَنْ يَتَأَتَّى خِطَابُهُ And it is possible to say, that the address is general to all whom it is applicable to. So it could be said that the address here is to the messenger, and then the ummah following on from that. Or it could be said that the address here is general to all of those whom it is applicable to. 
والاستفهام هنا للتشويق and the question in this ayah is to gain the enthusiasm of a person because when you ask a question then you get the attention of that person and that person wants to know the answer the person is now interested and enthusiastic to find out what the answer is and that is the purpose of it here or that is one explanation of the purpose of it being a question because in the Quran questions are not there for the sake of being questions they cannot be questions because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala already knows everything and knows all so there is always another purpose and this time here the scholars they say the purpose of it is to gain that enthusiasm and interest to hear the answer and it could also be يجوز ان يكون للتعظيم لعظم هذا الحديث عن الغاشيه that it could also be to magnify the status of this affair to make great the news of that day of judgment so that could be a possible reason as to why it is mentioned as a question here too so when it says hal ataka hadithul ghashiya has the news or has there come to you the narration of the overwhelming يعني نبأها وخبرها meaning the news of that day has it come to you والغاشيه هي الداهيه العظيمه التي تغشى الناس وهي يوم القيامه التي تحدث الله عنها في القران كثيرا ووصفها باوصاف عظيمه سو الغاشيه is talking about the day of judgment it is talking about the resurrection the day of resurrection and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala spoke about that in the quran in many places and mentioned it in the quran in many places regarding the day of judgment and there are lots of different names that are mentioned for the day of judgment An example the Sheikh mentions here Ya ayyuhan nas taqu rabbakum inna zalzalata sa'ati shay'un 'azim and then it carries on from there yawma tarawnaha tadhhalu kullu murdi'atin amma arda'at wa tada'u kullu dhati hamlin hamlaha wa taran nas sukara wa ma hum bisukara walakinna 'adhab Allah shadid it mentions in this ayah about the severity of that day the severity of the day of resurrection whereby at the end it says you will even see the people as though they are intoxicated from the severity and the terror of that day but the reality is they are not intoxicated it is only the severity and the fear and the hardship of that day that causes them to become as though they are in a state of intoxication such is 
the magnificence and the fright and the terror of that day. So then after Allah tells us, هَلْ أَتَاكَ حَدِيثُ الْغَاشِيَةِ Has the news of that day of resurrection, of the overwhelming day, come to you? Then Allah tells us, وُجُوهُ يَوْمَئِذٍ خَاشِيَةِ That the faces, some faces, on that day will be humiliated. Some faces on that day will be humiliated. And that is only some of them, some of the faces. And that is because here now, as Shaykh Al-Athameen says, ثُمَّ قَصَّمَ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ النَّاسَ فِي هَذَا الْيَوْمِ لَا قِسْمَيْنَ Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala split up the people of that day into two categories. فَقَالْ وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ خَاشِعَةٌ And so it is mentioned how some of the people on that day, their faces will be humiliated. أَيْ ذَلِيلَةٌ that they will be lowly and degraded and humiliated. فَمَعَنَا خَاشِعَةٌ يَعْنِي ذَلِيلَةٌ So the meaning of خَاشِعَةٌ is that they are ذَلِيلَةٌ which is degraded and humiliated. And then Allah tells us عَامِلَةٌ نَاصِبَةٌ that they will be laboring laboring and weary. عَامِلَةٌ عَمَلًا يَكُونُ بِهِ التَّعْبٌ That they will be engaged in activity that is tiring. They will be engaged in activity on that day that is tiring. And it causes them fatigue, a great fatigue. قَالَ الْعُلَمَاءِ The scholars they said, وَذَٰلِكَ أَنَّهُمْ يُكَلَّفُونَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ بِجَرِّ السَّلَاسِلِ وَالْأَغْلَالِ وَالْخَوْضِ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمِ Because on that day, those individuals who are humiliated, the disbelievers, the Jews, the Christians, etc., they will be engaged in activity that is tiring and causes great fatigue. What is that? Some scholars said, because they will have huge chains on them that they are attempting to drag on that day. Huge chains that they are shackled in, that they are attempting to drag on that day, and that they will be dipping into the hellfire on that day. So that will certainly be something extremely tiresome, causing great fatigue upon them to do that. So that is what they will be engaged in as a form of punishment. That is the amal of adab and iqab. That they will be engaged in that action which is an action of punishment and torment upon them. That they will be dragging those shackles and chains upon them. Then it mentions after, oh, naam, and it mentions Tasla Naran Hamiya. So those faces that are humiliated 
and they are burdened with this great burden of activity that they are doing on that day, which is punishment and torment, tasla naran hamiyah. They, those people, will enter the hot blazing fire. They will enter the hot blazing fire. أَيْتَدْخُلُ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمُ وَالنَّارِ الْحَامِيَةِ الَّتِي بَلَغَتْ مِنْ حُمُوهَا أَنَّهَا فُضِّلَتْ عَلَى نَارِ الدُّنْيَا بِتِسْعَةٍ وَسِتِّينَ جُزْءًا The fire on that day that is so severe and so hot that it is hotter than any fire of this world by 69 portions more. Meaning out of 70 portions of heat, then the fire of the hellfire is 69 times more than that of what exists in this world. يعني نار الدنيا كلها بما فيها من أشد ما يكون من حرارة نار جهنم أشد منها بتسعة وستين جزءا That the fire of this world all of the different forms of the fire in this world that exist, all of them compared to the fire of the hellfire, the fire of the hellfire is 69 portions greater in heat than all of the fires and the hottest of them that you can think of in this world. يدلك على شدة حرارتها أن حرارة الشمس تصل إلينا مع بعد ما بيننا وبينها. The Sheikh says this highlights to you how severe the fire will be on that day, the fire of the afterlife. He says, imagine now, think now about the sun, how much heat the fire of the sun, the sun has. At such a distance away from us, still we feel the heat here. At such a distance the sun is, yet we still feel its heat here. When you have a fire, you build a campfire. If you build a campfire, when you stand right next to it, you can feel the heat. But if you walk back two meters, then you won't feel so much. You walk back to five meters you won't feel so much. You walk back 30 meters from the campfire, what are you going to feel? Nothing. Finished. But the sun, how far it is, all of those miles and miles and miles, and still on this earth, we feel it. Sometimes 50 degrees and 60 degrees in some places, boiling hot. And how far is the sun? And so the sheikh says, that is... The fire of this world, the fire of the afterlife, 69 portions greater than that. And the Sheikh says, even in, even in cold climates, even in cold climates, when the sun shines, that heat still comes through. You still have an element of that heat come through, even if it is a day when it's snowing outside. 
If you're standing in a part where there's shade and then you walk into a part where the sun is on you on that day, you'll still feel that warmth more than when you're stood in the shade. You can still feel the heat. You can still feel something even though it will be very minimal compared to the summer. But you see that in all occasions the heat of the sun, it comes through. So the Shaykh is giving the example with that. That the heat of the sun is so severe as an example of the heat that we experience in this world. And yet the heat of the afterlife, that fire, will be 69 portions greater than anything in this world. And so then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ That there will be no food for them except a poisonous, or in fact, تُسْقَى مِنْ عَيْنٍ آنِيَةٍ That they will be given to drink from a boiling spring. They will be given to drink from a boiling spring. And then there will be no food for them but a poisonous thorny plant. So here then, Tusqa, a هذه الوجوه, talking about those faces that were humiliated, are going to be humiliated on the Day of Judgment. Those faces that are going to be degraded on the Day of Judgment, those, they are going to then be given water from, or something to drink, from a boiling spring. Min aynin aniyah, a shadidatul harara. That it will be boiling hot, that spring that they drink from. Boiling hot. Hada binisbali sharabihim. So that is in regards to what they will have to drink. Wamahada la yati hada sharab bikulli suhula. And even then, despite this torment of having this boiling hot water from the spring to drink, it is not like it will be openly available to them either. It will not be openly available to them either that they can just drink whenever they want or try to drink that whenever they want. But rather it will only come to them when their thirst becomes extreme. When their thirst becomes extreme, then they are going to be given this boiling hot water, which is not what a person desires. That is the form of punishment that comes upon them. It is mentioned, هَذَا الْمَأْءِ إِذَا قَرُبَ مِنْ وُجُوهِهِمْ شَوَّاهَا وَتَسَاقَطَ لَحْمَهَا لَحْمُهَا That this water, when it comes close to them, when they get close to that water, that spring of boiling hot water, it is so hot that it, it, it almost like fries or cooks their faces from the heat of that water. And their meat melts off from their faces. 
وَإِذَا دَخَلَ فِي أَجْوَا فِيهِمْ قَطَعَهَا And if they do drink some of it, then it cuts open their insides. It cuts open their insides if that water enters into them. As it mentions, فَقَطَعَ أَمْعَاءَهُمْ In the Quran it mentions how their insides will be cut open, cut from the heat of that water that they drink and that boiling water that they drink or the boiling liquid they are given. فَلَا يَسْتَفِيدُونَ مِنْهُ لَا ظَاهِرًا وَلَا بَاطِنًا لَا ظَاهِرًا بِالْبُرُودَةِ بِبَرْدِ الْوُجُوهِ لَا بَاطِنًا بِالْرِّيْءِ So they do not benefit from that water whatsoever. They do not benefit from that water whatsoever. Neither apparently nor inwardly apparently Water, you can splash it on you, get cool with it. They can't even do that. It is boiling hot. When they get near it, it burns them, does not cool them. And when they try to drink it, it burns their insides, cuts them apart from the inside, so they do not benefit from it. It does not quench their thirst. It does not quench their thirst. But when they experience that great thirst, this is what they seek and they are given. That is all they are given. That is their punishment and their torment. They are not given anything else to drink besides that. But if a person was to say, كَيْفَ تَكُونُ هَذِهِ الْعَيْنِ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمُ وَالْعَادَةِ أَنَّ الْمَاءِ يُطْفِئُ النَّارِ How could there be this spring of liquid, of water, even though it's boiling hot, but it is still liquid. How could this liquid spring be in the hellfire? Because liquid extinguishes fire. Even if it's boiling hot, liquid is liquid, it extinguishes fire. So how could there be a spring of water in the hellfire? Would that not extinguish the fire around it? Al-Jawab, the answer to that. أَوَّلًا أَنَّ أُمُورَ الْآخِرَةِ لَا تُقَاسُ بِأُمُورِ الدُّنْيَا You cannot make any analogy between the events and the affairs of the afterlife to what we experience in this life. So in this life, yes, liquid extinguishes fire. But that is not necessitated that we can make this comparison and example and analogy to the hellfire and the spring of liquid within the hellfire. Lo annaha qisat بأمور الدنيا ما استطعنا أن نتصور كيف يكون أليس الشمس تدنو يوم القيامة من رؤوس الناس على قدر ميل والميل إما ميل المقحلة وهو النصف الأصبع أو ميل المسافة كيلو وثلث أو نحو ذلك وَحَتَّى لَوْ كَانَ كَذَلِكَ فَإِنَّهُ لَوْ كَانَتِ الْآخِرَةِ كَالدُّنْيَا لَشَوَتِ النَّاسِ شِيَّا 
لكن الآخرة لا تقاس بالدنيا So we cannot try to think about the events that are going to happen in the afterlife in comparison to how things happen in this world. We cannot think about those events and how they are going to happen in comparison to how things happen in this world. If we were going to start doing that, if we were going to understand these events of the afterlife based upon how things work in this world, then we wouldn't be able to recognize what the afterlife is about at all. Because now if we start to think about liquid and fire, liquid to us always extinguishes fire. So then we wouldn't understand at all how could there be a spring of water in the hellfire. And if we begin to compare the events of the afterlife or understand them upon the comparison of what we see here, then another example would be that on the day of uh, judgment or prior to that or on the day itself, the sun will come close to the earth to the distance of a mile and there is one type of mile which you know about, of course, the mile that you drive on the road. And there is another type of mile, meal in the Arabic language, which is barely half a finger. Barely the distance of half a finger length. So the sun is going to come close to the earth to the distance of a mile. And even that is right there. And perhaps the meaning is this other type of meal which is barely anything at all. Barely half a finger's worth of distance. If we now had the sun come to us this close to the earth, we know that the whole of the earth would be burnt to a cinder, destroyed if the sun came that close to the earth. But on the day of judgment it will And it does not mean that everybody will just be burnt and destroyed and gone and that's it. Rather the people will be there and they'll be alive still and they'll be sweating. And the sweat will be up to their ankles, up to their knees, up to their waists, up to their throats. Depending on their level of deeds, they will not be burnt alive. But now if you were within a mile of the sun, you would be burnt. Your body would be burnt, your bones, everything gone. So we cannot try to understand the events of the day of judgment in comparison to how those events would work now in this world. It would not be the same and the events of the day of judgment cannot be compared to how we understand and perceive those things in this world. So, Al-Akhirah la tuqas bid-dunya. The afterlife cannot be comparable or made uh, resemblant to this world. Also another example, يُحْشَرُ النَّاسُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي مَكَانٍ وَاحِدٍ مِنْهُمْ مَنْ هُوَ فِي ظُلْمَ شَدِيدَةٍ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ هُوَ فِي نُورٍ On the day of resurrection, all of the people are going to be resurrected on one land, upon one plain, they will all be resurrected. And yet we know that on the day of judgment, some people will have lots of light and others will be in 
darkness, and yet they are all upon one plane where they are resurrected. They are all upon that one plane where they are all resurrected. How can some have light and some in dark? If you're in one place, either it's light or it's dark. You cannot have light and dark in this mosque at the same time. Now the lights are in light. Turn them off, it's dark. You cannot have light and dark at the same time in the same place. And yet on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, that is exactly what will occur in the same place. Some people will be in utter darkness and some people will be in complete light. Complete light and darkness, that's how it will be. Right next to each other or in that same place. So they will all be resurrected in one place. And, and then the Shaykh mentions about the sweating, how they will be sweating up to different levels uh, depending on their actions. إِذَنْ أَحْوَالُ الْآخِرَ لَا يَجُوزُ أَن تُقَاسْ بِأَحْوَالِ الدُّنْيَا So the events of the afterlife and the circumstances and how things will be cannot be compared to what we have now and what we experience now in this world. That's the first explanation as to how there could be a spring of water in the hellfire. Wouldn't the water extinguish the fire around it? We say as the first answer, you cannot think of it that way. You cannot think of it that way because the events of the afterlife cannot be compared to what we experience now in this world. We experience water extinguishes fire, but that is not necessitated for that spring of water in the hellfire. Secondly, أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all capable upon everything. Allah is all capable upon everything. And there are examples again, several different types of examples that Allah mentions in the Qur'an regarding how he is capable of doing various different things. So we say that this spring of water that is in the fire, it is possible because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all capable of doing anything. And so Allah may make a spring of water that exists in the hellfire, and that they drink from it, and they are burnt when they approach it, and if they do drink it, it cuts open, tears apart their insides. So a person should not be confused by these types of things, thinking how could that be? Rather, this is the afterlife, it's from the unseen, and Allah is all capable of everything. That is regarding their drink. But then what about regarding their food? لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ That there will be no food for them except from a poisonous thorny plant. No food for them except from a poisonous thorny plant. الضَّرِيعُ قَالُوا إِنَّهُ شَجَرُ ذُو شَوْكٍ عَظِيمٌ إِذَا يَبِسَ they say that the adhariyah, it is the poisonous thorny plant, a type of plant that when it dries up, 
It is so thorny that nothing touches it. Even the animals don't go near it. Even the animals don't go near it. The cows, the sheep, etc. They don't go near it when it dries up and it becomes thorny in that way. With great large thorns on it. وَإِنْ كَانَ أَخْضَرْ رَعَتْهُ الْإِبْلِ وَيُسَمَّى The Sheikh says, وَيُسَمَّى عِنْدَنَا الشِبْرَقْ The Saudis tell us. Shibraq, that's what they call it, this particular type of plant, which when it is green, then the animals will eat from it. But when it dries out, it dries out, and all that is left on it are these huge thorns poking out of it. Then even the animals do not go near it then. And the Shaykh says it is known as Shibraq. Uh, that is the name they call it there. A particular type of plant. And you have those kinds of plants that have thorns on them in this country as well. Plants that have thorns on them. So everybody knows what that is. Like rose plants and things like that. They have thorns on them. So a type of plant with great large thorns on it. فَهُمُّ الْعِيَاذُ بِاللَّهِ فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمْ لَيْسَ لَهُمْ طَعَامٌ إِلَّا مِنْ هَذَا الضَّرِيعُ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَظُنْ أَنَّ الضَّرِيعُ الَّذِي فِي نَارِ جَهَنَّمْ كَالضَّرِيعُ الَّذِي فِي الدُّنْيَا فَهُوَ يَخْتَلِهُ عَنْهُ اِخْتِلَافًا عَظِيمًا So the only food they are given is this poisonous thorny plant that in this world, plants like that, even animals don't go near them. That is all they are going to be given in the hellfire. But the sheikh says, even then, don't think that these thorny plants we have now, that's exactly what they will be in the afterlife in the hellfire. They will be far worse and more significant in the hellfire compared to what we see and what we experience and have here, because Allah tells us about their food, about their poisonous thorny plant, la It will neither nourish them, nor will it take away their hunger. It will not nourish them, nor will it take away their hunger. They will still be hungry, they will still be upon that hunger. No nourishment from that plant, no uh, 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 getting rid of the hunger that they were upon at all. فَلَا يَنْفَعَ الْأَبْدَانِ فِي ظَاهِرِهَا وَلَا يَنْفَعُهَا فِي بَاطِنِهَا So this plant does not benefit them, not openly, in their bodies. Their bodies don't become full and get energy from eating this food, nothing at all. And neither does it benefit them internally. Internally does not benefit them either. So that type of plant, there is no benefit openly or inwardly for them. All they have from this plant are the huge thorns and the, the great pain that it causes and the the bitterness, the bitterness from that plant and the terrible and disgusting smell that comes from that plant or that food they are given. So they do not benefit from that whatsoever. This opening section then, 
It is talking about the faces who are on that day humiliated and degraded. These are the examples given or the explanation given. They will be toiling, uh, uh, laboring and weary from the shackles and the chains that they are dragging in hellfire. And that their faces, they will be thrown into that blazing fire. They will have nothing to drink apart from this boiling spring. As soon as they get close to it, it burns them and their skin and their flesh. It burns and melts. And even if they drink it, it tears open their insides. So it benefits them nothing. And the food, they have nothing but the poisonous thorny plant that even if they eat it, it does not benefit them in any way. It does not get rid of the hunger. Uh, They remain upon hunger. It does not provide them any nourishment. That is the example of the ones whose faces are humiliated and degraded on that day. But then... We have the second category of people on that day which are mentioned next. وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاعِمَةٌ وُجُوهٌ يَوْمَئِذٍ نَاعِمَةٌ That there are faces on that day that will be joyful. So this is the second category of people now. The ones who on that day will be joyful. So then Allah is going to tell us in this next section about them, what they experience, and this is very common in the Qur'an, that whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about paradise, He tells us about hellfire, and when He tells us about hellfire, He tells us about paradise. When it is mentioned about the punishments, it is mentioned about the rewards, They are put together side by side to be able to see that comparison between the believers and the disbelievers, between the reward of the believers and the punishment and the torment of the disbelievers. So this next section now is about the believers, about the ones whose faces on that day will be joyful. And what will they be given and what will be their state? That is coming up in the next section which inshallah ta'ala will be next week, only a short class today. From next week, we'll be back to the normal classes, uh, an hour or so long properly to go through as much as we can. But a short one today to open up with, uh, and we'll start with the second section then of those who are in uh, goodness on that day, inshallah ta'ala, from next week. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Salam.